Yo, what up? Welcome to the Wordplay Cafe podcast. I am host part one, Tomas J. Stanton, and... I am host part two, Jen M. Gastelum. Gastelum. <laughs> I always point at Jen, and she laughs. Can't help it. Yeah. How you doing, Jen? I'm doing well today. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Mostly. Mostly? Know. Yeah. Yeah? All right. It's like 7 million degrees outside. It's very hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very, very toasty outside. Um, well, thank you all for joining us on the podcast. Podcast? <laughs> I didn't do my warm ups, my uh, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Extensive vocal warm ups. Unique warm-ups. New York. You know you need How unique now? New right. York. How now, brown cow? <laughs> Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. But did you for know so, Fuzzy like Wuzzy had no hair? To Anchorman, all those outtakes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the podcast. We have to give a shout out to our main squeeze, uh, the Mesa Art Center. Thank you for always supporting our creative visions um, with Creative Catalyst and Wordplay Cafe. Um, That being said, the views on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Mesa Art Center. <laughs> and we have to make sure we say that because there is a separation between church and state. <laughs> and that's how we rock. Church has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you, Mesa Art Center. And thank you, K Studios, for providing us the space. And uh, yeah, let's jump into it. We have our guest today. Um, this is somebody that I've been following for a minute. Uh, he would like to say that he knew me before I knew him, um, but that's not the entire truth. Um, I kind of keep an eye out for uh, who's dope and who's fresh and who's moving in the world. And uh, this individual, I think, and I'm a, I'm a heavy, I'm a hard critic when it comes to hip hop and emceeing. Um, and only because I, you know, like food. <laughs> I like what I like, you know what I mean? In hip hop, I like what I like and doesn't mean that you're not good. But you as an MC are definitely my taste. So I think you're one of the the dopest MCs um, definitely here in the Valley and uh, up and coming. Um, You're a poet. You're a Mm -hmm. father. Um, You were on time to the podcast, which is (laughs) means you're you're punctual. He beat me. He was early. Um, And uh, yeah, so without further ado, please say what's up to our guest, PK the Poet. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I, need the, I need those DJ blasts. We do. We do. We'll step our game up once we, once we get some more funding. <laughs> sponsorship. Hint, hint, we need sponsorship. Hint, hint. Uh, PK, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. I'm blessed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. You know. what, what did What did your day consist of? So far, man. So far. Um, well, I would say I went to work, but I did not go to work today actually um i actually went to the apple store to get some (laughs) (laughs) i I went to the apple store so i could get my phone fixed and i didn't get it fixed i was like "Ah." dang but other than that i went home i played the guitar watched some anime and that was that was waited to get a ride to get here wow day in a life that just sounds like i mean if i had to say what i thought a rapper did during the day you basically summed it up (laughs) no disrespect to rappers but it was like i would say i went to work today but i didn't i went to the apple store to get my phone fixed but i didn't so i went home and i ate cereal and watched anime 
<laughs> I didn't eat cereal though. I did not. I actually uh, ate chicken with rat potatoes and some beans. Yeah. Was yeah. that an early supper? Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. It was very early supper. Sounds like a balanced, balanced meal. Man, I'm just trying to pick up the weight. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, bro. It doesn't work. I can eat anything. How old are you? I'm 24. Oh yeah. So your metabolism's still working real fast. I've been hearing that my whole life, man. <laughs> From one skinny dude to another, oh, like okay. my whole life, they're like, "You'll get." Your, I don't know why they called it man meat. You know, man what I mean? meat yeah. is that what they called it? I mean, where that I was concerns from, me on so many levels. I, know, I was like, <laughs> I already got my man meat. <laughs> yeah. But they would always tell me, "You're like, you'll fill out. You'll get your man meat. You'll fill out." And, oh and like, gosh. I'm thirty. Sounds like a threat. Eight. I know, right? <laughs> and I finally filled out. In the belly area, but that's it. That's the only place. Good that's job. Is, so. Instead of finally, I made it. You got Getting the, that the dad bod. I got the dad bod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your exclusive uh, information to the Wordplay Cafe podcast. Once we are officially like rolling with this podcast, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start another one called Dad Bod, and it's <laughs> yeah. just gonna be you know dads talking about being dads. Bro, that's that's gonna be awesome. I would like to. <laughs> yeah, and we'll sit around with our shirts off. And like, you know, see who's got the best dad bod. I'm trying to think of where my role is in this new podcast. Oh, no, you're not in this one. Off. You're going to have to start your no, own I'll called mom bod. Mom bod. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't no, think so. That's it's totally not. not a thing. It shouldn't be. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be it shouldn't at be. all. <laughs> we, we have gone a little far from where we normally start but it's good <laughs> we're getting the juices flowing um for for our listeners uh for all our mom bods for and our dad mom bods. bods and dad bods and um, non-parent bods and non-binary bods <laughs> non-binary bods um so pk what we like to do is we like to take some time and get to know the artist uh get behind the artist get behind the word um our first question is always the same for everyone uh, who made you and who raised you? Where are you from? How how did your life happen? All right. That's good. Um, my mom raised me. She made me. Did she make you too? Uh, yeah, she made me. She had to, I think. <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to figure out how Jesus got here. So I'm just... I'm just <laughs> Uh, no, but anyways, no. They were gonna divine, divine. Once again, the views of the artist. <laughs> so no, Imagine. honestly, um, I'm from Chicago. Uh, Shy town. What up? Yeah, raised me in my early years. My, I have. My, what, I knew my dad. What part but of I Chicago? Really, because Chicago is like you can't just say Chicago. Like, yeah, no, I'm actually from the city. I'm a city boy. I'm a um, what some people would call a project baby. I'm from okay. Cabrini Green. Okay, that's uh, Southside, right? Um, actually, no, it's not Southside. Uh, Cabrini Green is arguably like the heart of Chicago in a sense of because it's it's north, but it's not north. Oh. Like so, some people would say anything after that. It was like um, I think it's Mission, Michigan, Michigan Ave, but anything north of that is considered like. You know what I'm saying? North. Okay. Chicago. Okay. And in essence, um, but they tore them down now. So those projects are no longer there. Yep. So we moved right when they were kicking everybody out. Okay. And now there's like these beautiful high rises. Yep. So yeah, it's a tragic thing that kind of happened. You know, it, that actually aids to a lot of the problems that's going on in Chicago. Yes, sir. You, that was a very bad place. And you took people that were poverty and put them in other places that they not necessarily shouldn't be. But in their views, they were like, yo. You shouldn't be here. And yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we we left there and moved out here. How old were you? I was about like nine, ten years old. Okay. 
and then uh moving out here we stayed with my grandma but we didn't have no family like no family it was just my mom me and my little brother and my little sister and that was it and so but i see moving out here is like we made it out because statistically proven i'm not even supposed to be alive coming from literally where i came from yeah yeah wow. so i appreciate what she did with that but yeah so my mom raised me and i've been i've been out in phoenix ever since never really lived nowhere else never well glendale for like a couple years but other than that just phoenix yeah and that's about it uh i went to high school out here i graduated high school out here do you still uh have family back in chicago yeah all my family's out there and i go back f- very frequently like i was just out there in um may for my mom's birthday okay yeah we turned so, up. so your mom moved back to chicago no we we my mom actually made me <laughs> get a ticket to go out there where her for her birthday okay you know, but um no we trying to move family out here so we got more family out here now but you know that's generations and generations and generations of like chicago mm-hmm. you know and then before that is like missouri okay you know and so um but other than that yeah i've been out here all my all my family's back home that's the only reason i visit or else i wouldn't have no reason to go back there there's actually a large uh community of chicago folks that have moved from chicago to phoenix and arizona it's crazy yeah like, i mean a lot of them yeah it's opportunity out here man that's yeah, a lot opportunity. of opportunity and safe and it's clean like i don't think people realize how clean arizona looks until you go somewhere like new york or chicago or philly and you get to see like places that's been around for like a long time like chicago is like 1818 and that's that's like time generations and generations of just like culture just brewing up different people from different places you know chicago burnt down and then was rebuilt mm-hmm. and arizona mm. like since like was barely like 100 years yeah so like a we, lot of we the, hit our 100 year like a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah so you know a lot of the streets still look clean and like there's everything is new because there's different places being developed like avondale looks very great you know, and except for South Phoenix, there's a lot of culture there, but it's like hot. So like when stuff in hot, it just burns and just gets dust <laughs> on it, I guess. So that's about as, it looks dusty, baby. That's about as dirty as it gets. But other than that, it looks nice. Like, well, when you talk about the history of Phoenix, I'm born and raised. It's interesting because you're talking about like Cabrini Green, the projects and, you know, like how segregated Chicago is. And South Phoenix has a, a, a truly deep history. It was like the basically the the primary uh place where when african-americans came to phoenix they're like nah you you can't live in central or north phoenix like you they pushed them all south you know what i mean and it's crazy and and so when you think about because south side is wild it is wild it was wild when i was growing up and it's still wild now Mm, now. a lot of that has to do with uh systemic you know oppression and and things like that and so i mean cities are cities you know it's it's funny when i hear people talk about where they come from somewhere else and then they're like yo phoenix is like where it's at it's like being born and raised here i'm like i don't know you know i mean it is for some people and, and i mean you can't i don't know how to compare phoenix to chicago but you gotta move there yeah well, that's the, i'm not moving i know to exactly i wouldn't want you to yeah it's so bro cold. the weather out here is great you just got like four months of heat and then other than that <laughs> you're great you can wear shorts in december and get in the jacuzzi true. like it's just true and then get in the jacuzzi yeah, yeah jacuzzi no, i almost moved to chicago for a did minute. you yeah that's when it's a, a good place uh, to visit a few years back yeah before, yeah before i married the husband i was i had a one of my best friends is from there she lived here went to school here and then moved back to chicago and i was gonna move there with her and yeah. then 
You found love. And then, you know, I was like, I'll stay for a boy. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a pretty good dude. He's so pretty cool. You made a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I, I have uh, a, a, a network of folks in Chicago. We, one of the organizations, Phonetic Spit, that I'm a part mm-hmm. of is, is connected to the national network of uh, think, young Chicago authors. I, think I know somebody um, that HB knows. I think you know her too. She's like a really dope spoken word poet. She came out here. Yeah, a couple years ago. Emerald Green. Uh, what's her name? Emerald. Dina Dean. Dina Dean. That might make. I'm just gonna start name dropping all my people in Chicago. Right. Uh, shout Kevin out. Koval, <laughs> Nate Marshall. Name what Marshall. Up? Young Chicago's authors. <laughs> Louder than a bomb. Um, but I say that because I've. That's one of the few places that I've traveled uh, the most. I've I've been to Chicago maybe like six times. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful place. I went one time in the winter, though, and I was like, what <laughs> the f- <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I was yeah, like, because, like, you know, when you're from Arizona, like when people talk about like, because it's really hot, it's miserably yeah. hot. You know, people are like, well, but you don't know about a Chicago oh, yeah. winter. And I'm like, no, I think, you know, I think they're equivalent. There's extremes on both ends. They're right? not equivalent. <laughs> that, that winter in Chicago was, I was like, I'll take the heat. It hurts. Every, it hurts. Cold I, hurts. I went there for St. Patrick's one year. And, you know, here in March is like beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Chicago. And they're like, blizzard alert. And you're like, why? <laughs> yeah. Why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> You know how in Arizona we don't like we don't really have seasons. We have summer and then we have like a mashup of spring, winter, and, and fall. fall. Yeah. It's like uh-huh. a mashup. It like, totally is. And in Chicago, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like you have winter and, <laughs> and then, then you have mashup. summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's because yeah. even in the fall in Chicago, it it's uh, yeah. In the spring, it's like it's great. Well, we have autumn though. So you got to experience like yeah. autumn is. Is that the same thing? It's as literally fall. It's like no. <laughs> you know <laughs> fall and autumn. Is there a difference between fall and autumn? No, it's the same thing. But autumn makes me think of like different color leaves a lot more. Because than that's fall what does. really fall is supposed to be. Yeah. Like it's a it's a East Coast Midwest. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real. I I know what autumn is. <laughs> I know what autumn. I heard of that before. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people take the ACT the ACT versus the SAT. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Different. It's a different regions. Just a different terminology. Things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, just uh, I think a disclaimer, I don't know. We'll try to figure it out in the uh, in the editing room of this podcast. But in, in case anybody hears the fan, we did not turn it off because we're in a basement and it's a million degrees upstairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm just it's yeah. a trade off. Now, every, now everybody's going to like be like, can I hear the fan? Right. <laughs> I don't know. No, Are, the fan's not on. And it's like, <laughs> is that a blue or is it a white dress? <laughs> Like, what is I'm it? not even I hear mad. The fan. Do we, you hear the fan? I hear it. I feel it, which is the most important <laughs> thing. <'cause>, important. <laughs> You're uh, sweating beads yeah. last time. Um, so you 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 moved from Chicago. Yeah, I you moved came out here. here. You, you basically up. grew up in mm-hmm. Phoenix. You're 24 now, so uh, you're still you're still a young young G in the game. Um, how did you get into like when did music and art and expression enter into your life like how early were you when you got your first kind of like taste of being an artist um well i'll say the my earliest memories that i have when it comes to anything like music i'll say like four i think 
when I was four, I had a drum set. I remember playing the drum set and, you know, I remember making my little brother play on like the little toy keyboard that we had and mm -hmm. we had a mic and I remember messing with it and seeing my mom like kind of stare at us and you know what I mean? I, I remember that and I remember my mom making me sing some like uh, Kurt Franklin song at like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in like Kurt a family, like go. a family reunion or something and I think I was like five, but yeah, I'll say that. Ever since I had drums all my life up until like high school, I marched. I was in concert band, like we were talking about. I was in concert band, and so I just played all the percussion instruments. And I was like kind of advanced because usually I was like one of two drummers, and I really wanted to play the piano so bad that I was like, "Yo," and they were like, "Well, just play these drums, and when we have time, you can play the piano." So I'm like, mm -hmm. "All right," and just bang on stuff. And then I seen drum line. Okay. And then I was like, oh, it's a rap. I have to march. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have to march and, you know, send do drum line. So I made it to drum line and I marched. I was mad because I marched first through third base. So I was like, like this little skinny kid. You think I'm skinny now? I was all like tiny in high school. Some big old drum on me <laughs> marching. And then uh, my sophomore year, I marched to second snare. And then nice. after that, I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I didn't do anything like that for a while. But I always wrote poetry too. My mom's a writer. Okay. And then I found out later in life that my dad is a writer. So I guess that, that's like in my blood to just write. Yeah. And I always wrote poetry. Like I remember fourth grade, I was writing poetry. Like Really? Yeah. <laughs> For real. I wrote my Like own outside of a class assignment. Yeah, right, outside of class. So when I got in class and they asked to write poetry, I was super geeked because I was like, oh, I am going to kill this. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, like, I'm about to knock this out the water because I read. My mom made me read. My whole family's readers. So if you got in trouble, <laughs> my whole family reads. I yeah, love that. No, that's a, no, but that's a that's a that's a beautiful statement. Yeah. But like, it's also kind of foreign because mm -hmm. uh -huh. there are some families out there that don't read. Uh -uh. No, yeah. my whole family reads, man. We all read. We got <laughs> books. We all, yeah, we got my books. mom used to read. I was into Harry Potter before Harry Potter got mainstream. Okay. That's how much we read. My mom always wanted to like. I liked like wizard stuff and being weird and you know i was always in, a fan of like just letting my mind wonder mm -hmm. and my mom noticed that so she would read to us like create like the um end of the sidewalk and always falling oh yeah uh, what's his name sidewalk ends what's his name the dude Shell, that was Shell, Silverstein. Silverstein. Yeah. Silverstein. Yeah. i read that to my my girls yeah. Yeah. Yep. grew up with that in the house like and then uh when harry potter got big i started getting really into it because i had already knew i was like oh they're making a movie <laughs> You know, so um, but I didn't start rapping, though, until literally like I started my whole taking this serious January 1st, 2014. Really? I, yeah, that was it. Never really. I made a, my first song and being in a, a studio was like six months before that. Wait, is there overlap with your poetry and your rap rapping? Yeah. Your rap rap rapping? Definitely is. <laughs> well, because I feel like all my verses are poems. Yeah. Like spoken word poems. If I can, so it wasn't like that much of a transition to... No, I just started putting my pieces to music. What made you decide to do that? Um, I don't know. Honestly, it was just like a feeling. It was really a feeling. At the time, I had... Uh, it was like I got out of high school. I had gotten in trouble. I was ended up like being locked up for a year. I was locked up for like a year and like a few months. And when I got out, I went back to high school. And I was trying to get these jobs because I was working before... And I was trying to get jobs and I would get jobs right after like high school because I was bartending. That's how I got to bartending at Michael's. They like got me on work for a low and um, trying to get jobs and I couldn't get one. But I was like overqualified in a sense of I would sit down with people in an interview and they're like, you're hired. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm a felon. 
Like mm. I'm writing this down. And I'm like, no, don't worry about it. Come on. And mm. then, yeah, I would go. And then they'll pull me to the side and training and be like, yo, you can't. And I was like, are because you serious? Of your because of their background. Yeah. And wow. I'm like, bro, I told you. And I would literally get into arguments sometimes when I was young. I'm like, I told you this. Yeah. I, you see it on the paper. Like I did not lie about this. And, uh, yeah, so I just, it was just weird. Like, I just started just trying to, I guess that moment in my life, I just wanted to express. And I remember seeing a, a, a post on Facebook. My homie was like, yo, I'm going to the studio. And I was like, really? So I messaged him. I was like, bro, you mind if I go with you? Like, I've never been to a studio. And I, I went, and it was so rink and dink. And it was like, it was like everything that would make you not want to rap. And I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down for this. And I made my first song, and then I thought it was trash. Cause it didn't sound like how I heard it in my head, mm-hmm. but I just kept going. I just kept going. And then that was like six months. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do this. I just literally thought I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take this serious. I don't know what this is. I don't have I- any idea, but I'm gonna just go with it. That's, that's really impressive because when I listen to your music, like I said, um, like you're definitely the type of hip hop you know, sonically, you know, the, the, the soundtrack and the way you flow and ride the beat, like it, you would assume that you were doing it for a very long time, you know, like yeah, you're just you. musically gifted, you know? So that's, that's actually, I didn't know that. I thought you'd been rapping for a long time. Nah, in school I would like freestyle, but I was the type of person I went to be a DJ and a producer, mm-hmm. you know, and I, my uncle is Cedric Sabalis. And that's he, your uncle? Yeah, that's my uncle. Okay, I know Sam. Yeah, he DJ. He used to DJ on like like ninety and nine, ninety nine point one or ninety nine point nine or something yeah. like that. And I would ask him all the time, like, bro, like teach me to DJ. Like, come on, come on. And he was so busy trying to get Sydney, which is his daughter, to DJ, mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, she and wasn't I, interested. she wasn't interested at all. And um, I just realized like that it didn't work. And then after I was trying to DJ, I was just trying to make beats. Mm-hmm. And I would saw be the person beating on the tables by everybody rapping, and I'd just be listening to him like, I could probably do that better, like, you know, but whatever, <laughs> and just make some beats. But yeah, I just started rapping, like, and it was just fun. And then I performed for the first time, and that was like very where, different. Where was your first performance? Like, do you remember your first time hitting a mic, whether it was spoken word or, or, or rapping? Where was it at? A couple different performances. No, your first one. No, no, I'm like saying a couple different first times. <laughs> no, for real, because when I did, you can my, only have one first time. Okay, my it's first mathematically time. Mathematically <laughs> not possible. I don't know. Okay, first time. I, I don't know. No, for real. Apparently, that the whole family reads, but math is just you know. <laughs> you have a few first times, bro. You can. All right. First, first time, time. You eat spaghetti. First time you eat spaghetti with cinnamon. It's like what? Cinnamon. I mean, spaghetti. <laughs> your first time you touched the mic. First time I rapped. I yeah, rapped in front of people. In front of people. The first time I rapped in front of people was at a Respect the Underground hip hop event. I was with a group called CBO. I had one verse and it was five people in the crowd. And I think only one of them was there for us. Five people in the crowd. Five people in the crowd. There was not a lot of respect for the underground. Apparently. apparently <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how. Those, that's, that's Arizona how they though. Respect the underground yeah. events. Yeah. Arizona's a little tricky when it when it comes to like we're still trying to catch up. So culture, culturally, yeah. we're still trying to catch up, and we're so spread out geographically that if it's not literally like within five to ten minutes of your house, like you probably won't mm-hmm. go. And, and that's that, starting to change now. It a is. Little bit. It, it is absolutely. It. It's, it's dope. I like to see that. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. So 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 you would respect the underground was the first time you hit the mic. 
in front of people. In front of people when I started rapping. That was yeah. the first time ever. What about poetry? When was wait, the wait, first wait, time? Wait, wait, Yo, go ahead. Yeah. What was that like? Even though it was five people in the crowd, first time, one verse, like how, what was it like? <laughs> how did it feel? It was like practice. Okay. It, was, it was just felt like, it felt natural and it felt like practice. Because I've performed before. I just never performed anything that was me or mine. You know? What do you, what do you mean? You performed like other people's stuff before? Well, no, I was in theater. So, oh, okay, and I did okay. like, um, I did speech and debate. And I so see. I mm. did, in speech and debate, I did the speech part. And so in speech part, I did dual acting mm. and spoken word. Mm. And that's what got me to perf- wanting to perform poetry. So you the know? mic wasn't foreign to you? No, the mic was foreign. The mic? The, okay. No, spoken word. Because I, I went to his thing and my trying to be like a poet. Um, what what thing are you talking about? The the at you the library with Ashley. With Ashley, that was yep. the first. That was the first time I think you got to see me like in a sense of like, yo, I'm PK. Yeah. Because I had went to home base a few months before that, and I remember seeing you, and I was like, bro, he sounds like all my favorite poets. Nice. <laughs> no, bro, because wow. I I like like Strivers Road. Joshua Bennett is like one of my favorite spoken word poets ever. Just, Joshua Bennett is is legit, and I had been watching him since he was in high school. Yeah, because B- when B-N-B. I was, man, I was like, oh my gosh, he like I performed one of his pieces for speech and debate and made a judge cry. Wow! And that's when I thought I was like, you know what, I can do something with this. Yeah, that was it. And that's I, crazy. but I had to figure out my own words. Yeah, I remember that now. That's actually that's interesting because I thought the first time I saw you was at Michael's. But now, yeah, I man, you were I'm, I'm no disrespect, but like you were a kid, man. You were just like, I mean, you had to be. I was 18. No, I was you, literally 19. I was yeah. 19. Wow, that's crazy. I remember that now. I was literally 19 when that happened. I was like, yep. All the dots are connecting. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah. So real quick, just to go back, because I'm I'm curious, where did you go to high school at? I went to high school. I went to Washington. Okay. For three years, and then. Ended up going through the Go situation, Rams. and then yeah, oh yes, all day. Then I went to the, I graduated from Central. Oh really? Yeah, Go Bobcats? No. <laughs> yeah, I no, would. I, I would. I, I would. I'm from the North High School area, so we didn't like Central. Bro, I was much, so but. mad when I went to Central, but it was really? just the easiest route. Yeah, it was. Just, Why? Well, because. <laughs> tell me how you feel. Yeah, uh, oh, I will. <laughs> I will tell you how, how I feel. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I just didn't like high school in a sense at that point. I had worked my ass off, you know, up until I had ended up getting arrested for some BS. That mm-hmm. was on my end, of course. But I just worked so hard and all my peers graduated. Yeah. And I did I AP U.S. History, AP Calc. You know, I mean, I was in honors English and I did all that working so hard just to get a GED in, the, in jail and then when I got out I was like all right I have to walk from my mom I'm not from it I did all that I gotta graduate I gotta get a diploma yeah you know and so I just chose to go to Central because it was like I knew people that was there but I didn't know nobody and I was just going to school just to finish it you know I had a baby at the time and I was just like I'm just here and I'm out and that was just like Central's trash because I felt like a ram it wasn't yeah that wasn't your home school yeah so it wasn't it was less about Central and more about the fact that yeah. I just so you got a GED and a diploma. Mm-hmm. So you are, you're technically a dual degree high school student. <laughs> yeah, that is dope. That's PK hilarious. got them two degrees. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really say that a lot. Just, yeah. I'm a dual degree. I I mean, you know, like I'm a felon, but I also got I'm a dual degree high school student. 
What you want? What you want? <laughs> a little bit of college. That's it. <laughs> I'm like young Kanye. All right. So, so you, okay. That's, that's good. Uh, Jen, you got anything? Cause I'm, yeah. a, I got some more uh, just <laughs> curious questions. Go, okay. No, go ahead. Well, I'm curious about your mom. I mean, it's cool. It sounds like you respect and care about her a lot. Like you wanted to walk for her mm-hmm. and you said she was a writer, right? Does she still write? Uh, yeah, she does. She writes secretly though. She's like poetry or she like journals okay. like she reads and she writes her own like i remember seeing through a phase because my auntie spoke with her friend which is like my aunt she does spoken word and so my mom kicking in with her you know would feel encouraged to speak some of her pieces that she write in her journal mm-hmm. but now i've seen her sprout up more in the sense of me doing this she's coming more out of her journal again and like going to poetic soul or trying to go your mom goes to poetic soul yeah she goes to poetic soul that's crazy yeah it's hilarious dope but i like it you know i like i don't know what i would do if my mom came to like not came to see me but like came to be there (laughs) yeah what's up mom how you doing and like possibly share right (laughs) possibly go up yeah yeah that's cool um what was what was your mom listening to? And I know you said your mom would make you listen to Kurt Franklin, but what else? What sonically was going on in your household growing up? Man, a lot of crazy. My mom is, is amazing when it comes to like raising me on music. Like she was mostly we're different. So in the projects, she would be like bumping ACDC out, oh, really? <laughs> out the window. And people were like, who the, who is this lady on the seventh floor? Like bumping rock, yeah. <laughs> you know? ACDC. So, yeah. So my mom just brought us up on a lot of different stuff, like uh, country and, and just different forms of like old school rock and, and just pushed us to do a lot of different stuff, you know? And so when it comes to music, she was always like a soulful person. So we did listen to a lot of gospel and, and just like a lot of like R&B and she, because of who, she's like a girl full of all brothers. So mm-hmm. she's bumping hip hop. So, you know, my uncles come through and we're in the heart of Chicago. So at this time we're bumping a whole bunch of crazy stuff I just grew up listening to. Like what? Uh, I mean, I would just say like, I, li- I listen to a lot of like Twisted and just like a lot of, honestly, Atlanta music as far as like Outkast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the time my mom was bumping a whole bunch of like, just CeeLo and all them, you know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. So I was listening to CeeLo and Andre before I knew who CeeLo and Andre really was, mm-hmm. you know. And But other than that, she just pushed us and then pushing me to listen to a whole bunch of different, like, music and going different places. Like, being in band, I was surrounded by a whole bunch of kids who didn't listen to really hip-hop like that. Mm-hmm. They were listening to, like, alternative rock and indie and growing up in being in band in high school, I'm listening to like Screamo mm-hmm. and um, just punk rock and, you know, getting to appreciate down with the system. And oh, my first album that she gave me when I was a, when I was nine on my birthday, she bought me a Walkman. <laughs> I a had a Walkman? Walk, she bought me a Walkman with my own little headphones. And the CD that I got was the soundtrack to Queen of the Damn. I have no idea what that is. What? You never seen Queen of the Damn, bro? What? No, I'm sorry. Have you? Am I the only one? Aaliyah, bro. Aaliyah. Oh, no. You know what? Is it? Give me the give me the synopsis. So it's a vampire. It's based yes. off the. It's I just wanted to the, make sure. Uh, I saw it. It's a famous I book. I saw it. I was gonna say vampire, but I didn't want to have. Aaliyah was in it. Yeah, yeah. bro. Right, she's so beautiful. Yeah, in that yeah. <laughs> Aaliyah. Oh my god. But the whole soundtrack is dope. It's like corn. Um. Uh. What else? I just know corn because like they a killed good that. mix. It's a great mix, That's but cool. there was no hip hop on it. <laughs> you know, it, not really. And that was like the first 
project she gave me that was mine mm. you know and so that i think that says a lot because you would think it would be like some tribe called quest album or you know right. some nice project and you know, i was really some rock yeah. <laughs> straight up i think when i listen to your music i i it, it all adds up now it's interesting you know like to to hear you know that you were brought up in such a an eclectic kind of musical um environment um it makes sense because it's really hard to put you into a category of like what kind of artist you are i think you know i'm also because i because i respect poetry you know and i think that the best mcs are ones who actually have an appreciation for poetry mm -hmm. um knowing that you're a poet but just the way that you like musically you know like let your poetry meet the the, the sonic landscape mm -hmm. is it's hard to put into a category other than just dope you know but mm -hmm. that makes sense now that you had you know you weren't mm -hmm. just listening to you know one thing you were listening to it all yeah i was listening to everything and i like it though yeah you know, I, I like all that so. that's cool mm -hmm. thank nice. you i appreciate that yeah so i don't know where you're going next no, i mean i'm all over this yeah. i'm this is interesting because yeah. <laughs> most of our guests i knew pretty well yeah pk i will say the first this is the first time i'm getting to know your story so i'm yeah i'm going all over yeah. this is fun for me it's all <laughs> new <laughs> let's tell you um so i'm curious so you started performing when did you have like a performance where your audience was like a little bigger and how did that happen all right um i think everything changed for me in the sense of uh i i entered a new level in performing and people like looking at me when I opened up for Life Jennings, mm. and and opening up, and I was the f literally I opened up like I was the first. Was that artist. like a celebrity theater? Celebrity thing? theater, okay. yes. He sold out. I didn't know he was gonna sell out. He sold out that place, and I was worried that when I got there, nobody was gonna be there. Yeah. Mm. But when I got there, and I was about time for me to perform, it was literally already like two thousand plus people, wow. and the stage rotates and like spins what? in a circle. Yeah. And I was by myself. I went there by myself. You know, like I didn't have no entourage. It was just, but at the time, that's what I was doing. Like I, I literally would go places by myself and, and perform. And how I got that was um, Alexander or DJ Alexander. Uh, he did this thing called the Voice of the Valley, and the Voice of the Valley was oh this, Malcolm Malcolm yeah yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and he uh, in doing that we all got a I don't know he just asked me because he seen me from Poetic Soul Poetic Soul had just started. And they were only getting like 50 to like 80 people. And that wasn't really a lot because it wasn't 50 to 80 people wasn't really staying in there. You were going at that time. Yeah. You were like in and out. It's like the, some people were coming early. The early phases po of Poetic Soul was interesting, was, was interesting to mm -hmm. say the least. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it was, doing well now. Shout out to Q. Yeah, you know I mean, he built Shout that culture Cosmic. for sure. Yeah, it's the man's. But yeah, the early phases were because it was in this like bar mm -hmm. and, and I was in like a crazy part of town not yeah. a bad part but it was just very interesting part I of remember town. going and doing my uh my 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 piece like suicide prevention piece and um you know it was it, not that this is about me but yeah, that, no, you know I'm, what I mean I, but I like, think I was but, there when you but did like that. there were like people like talking and laughing and I mean what you do at a bar but I'm also like yo I'm talking about like killing myself right now like mm. you know i was all in my poetry emotional feelings man and like i was like yeah i don't know if this is the, gotta, the yeah. right spot for mm -hmm. something like this because 
I mean, that, that hurt. It was hard. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was hard. hard. It was very hard in the beginning. But I, I, I went there, like, every Wednesday for, like, a long time. Yeah. And Is it still every Wednesday? Yeah, still every Wednesday, going strong. And when did it start? It started, like, two years ago. Like two years oh, okay. ago, yeah. A little, a little over two years. But, uh, yeah, so I was there We got to get Q on the podcast. Yeah, you got to. Q, yeah. He's, he might not fit down here in the basement, big old six eight. <laughs> tell him, tell him handsome shit. Japanese style. <laughs> <laughs> I think I met up. Q before you he started Q, doing yeah. all that. Yeah, 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 yeah before. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, yeah, we'll talk about Poetic Soul because they're in three di- three different cities, and Dang, you know, it's yeah, that's it's, great. it's crazy right now. Yeah, he did. I told him he couldn't do it. I was like, yo, I don't think I, you're not gonna have a successful weekly open mic in Phoenix. I was just like, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and he did it, and I'm like salute he did it just like, to spite you he did it no i don't <laughs> nah, think so. he's just bi- it, he's, he's built just... different you know mm-hmm. he's a he is a hustler like he works harder than i ever want to work in my life <laughs> <laughs> i'm being real honest about that so That's crazy. all right yeah okay so going back every wednesday po- yeah every wednesday 80 yeah. people yeah you know. so i performed there but because of that alexander had me and malcolm we chilling and he just was like yo I'm, a, I'm doing this thing i think you'd be tight to be a part of it so i did it and I won. And the lady that was there, they had like judges. Malcolm's always been really connected. One of the ladies that, one of the judges was this lady that did the selection for them. So I got to open up for Life Jennings for free. That's you crazy. Know, versus like people who normally pay a lot to like open up for anybody. It doesn't matter if it's MC Magic, you know, <laughs> people are going to pay for that. Shout out to <laughs> the Arizona hip hop legend. Oh my God. MC Magic. That's. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my very God. true though. I can't believe you brought up MC Magic. It's funny because I, I had to prove a point. Yeah. You know? no. <laughs> People are paying. I didn't know that. I didn't know you artists paid. I would never pay to open up never. for somebody. And that's what that's what I was so proud of it too. Yeah. I got I manifested it. Yeah. I said I was gonna open up for well, I didn't say I was gonna open up, but I said I was gonna reach the stage and I wasn't gonna pay for that. Yeah. And it happened. And that changed my mind because I performed in front of two thousand people. When was, was that? Like, How early? This was like a year after I started performing, like a year after it was 2015. Okay. Yeah. And, and did was, you do spoken word or hip hop? No, I just did. I did hip hop, but the first two songs that I did were my spoken word pieces that I, I first put to music. Mm-hmm. So um, I got this song that I did to Isaiah Rashad, type beat, instrumental. And that was, I wrote that as a poem first and I just put it to music. Mm-hmm. You know, I gave it a little cadence. And that's what I came out to. And everybody liked it. So after that, I had got random people like, yo, I will go somewhere. And I'm like, I seen you at Celebrity Theater. Yo, you at Celebrity Theater. And after that, I started, people were starting to actually like paying attention a little bit. Like, okay, I see you around. I see you doing your thing. Like, keep going type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So were you finding pieces of music to put your words to? Or did you create any music for it? Um. Yes and no. It was some because I I don't really I'm barely knowing producers now. So at the time I would just go and look for a beat online mm-hmm. or hit up somebody that kind of knew what they were kind of doing, you know. And I would just write to that, and if I found a beat, I would just switch it over, you know. But other than that, and I was still writing poetry. I was writing a lot of poetry. I'm actually writing. I'm typing up the poems that I wrote a long time ago to put them in a book. Oh, and this nice. was all. I'm looking back. This is all like 2013, 2012, 2000, like like literally like 11 i'm like wow like i'm looking at all in my notes because you know notes keep the dates mm-hmm. i was like man and it also gets i get to reflect on the type of writer i was 
and hear how I shifted from poetry to more of an MC and you know using cadence to deliver a message versus like usually using descriptive words and being free. So it's made me write. Like I wrote a story the other day. It was, it was dope. I would actually like you to read it. After yeah, this. No, absolutely, man. I'm a huge fan. I don't. I don't come from a family of readers, though. So <laughs> it might take me a minute. <laughs> it's not long. Though, it's not long. It's not long. Um, I I want to kind of jump forward a little bit. Um, and I've always been curious. So you started a brand, um, Enlightened Society, right? Yep, yep. We'll, is we'll, it is it a is it, these your people? Yeah. We got some folks in the in the building down here with us. So talk about what is so is enlightened society a brand is it a culture what is it it's a lifestyle it's a it's brand a it's a culture shout out jay wow shout out sunny cartel you know they mob with me but um ayo uh yeah no so enlightened society just branched off of um literally me trying in the space of trying to find find myself i grew up when i say i grew up with this with this when i started doing rapping when i started being an artist because i literally like this is a lot of like my man being a man I learned through just going out and just being an artist and in doing that still taking care of my family and stuff and with that I wanted something I was on I was right I was rapping with a group you know that I light society started January 1st 2016 I like having benchmarks that's yeah, why everything is like, January 1st because yeah. it, it may I use a point like this is when I'm going to do something serious right now boom and I only use that because it just lines up with the new year I believe in doing it the next day mm. but I like to I read, so I like little bookmarks. You know? <laughs> I read. I'm a reader. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, but I just wanted, I, I was in a group that really didn't stand for nothing, I thought. And and me trying to push who I am and trying to learn about what I want to do, I'm like, I got to have a brand. Like, I never believed in myself being a brand. You know, I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, I'm not the brand, you know, like, I, like, I got to stand. It's a weird feeling. It's yeah, like I, when I you're an artist, you already get a lot of attention and then when that attention is connected to you as an individual opposed to a, a brand or you know what i mean yeah. it's it's hard you know anyways go ahead no, you, you can yeah. relate yeah phonetic um, spit that's why right and which is a cool name by the way it, shout <laughs> out cool. to to our young folks that that gave that name but you know it's weird because people is an organization and people would always be yo what up that's phonetic spit right there and i'm like no nah, i'm tomas <laughs> a part of it it's yeah. not my name you know <laughs> but but yeah so yeah no and um i just thought like i reached a form of mental enlightenment at mm -hmm. that point in my life i was like you know mentally i'm aware i can't um mature enough and understand my decisions i felt like at that time i've been through enough i've been locked up i had a baby i've been taking care of my baby like i've been working you know and i help out my mom's so at this point i was like you know I, I have the mental capacity to understand now i'd be willing to understand willing to grow and i have an open mind so i want to push that and i want to grow so what do i want to grow for mentally physically and spiritually and that's where enlightened society came out of because i was always a fan of the enlightened era mm -hmm. when it comes to like the renaissance time and I just thought that was like pretty great because creative and artistically they were doing stuff that changed the changed the way people lived. And so with that, that's where Enlightened Society spawned. And I just hit up this lady who had painted something for Kendrick. I want Kendrick Lamar. To Kendrick Lamar. She painted a picture wow. for him and he retweeted it. And she got like real, real traction. And I messaged her hoping she would like respond. She did. She painted an EP for me. Then I told her what the brand was. I was like, yo, I got this lifestyle, this brand that I want to do give me something and she was like all right based off the last thing she did for me she painted up what you see is the light side of the logo yeah with the, 
the fro. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. The light bulb. She did that for me. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, awesome. That's great. And what's the artist's name? Her name is hard to say, <laughs> so I'm not gonna even butcher her. Oh, I was like, I yeah. thought that her name was hard to say. No, her name is hard, <laughs> very hard to say, and I'm not, and I've never really met her personally. That's the crazy thing. If I can show you her Instagram, I'll yeah. give her a shout out. But I don't that's crazy that she that she did that for you. Mm -hmm. And she just messaged me. We we kind of talk some every now and then. She hits me up and go like, I love what you're doing with my, cause it's her piece on the shirt. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm loving what you're doing with it. And she just messaged me like a couple of days ago saying like, can you send me some shirts? And I would like to take pictures, get people in pictures with them. Yeah. And I was like, like yes. yeah, she's not out here. She's yeah. like somewhere in the United States. Yeah. You don't know from where she's at even? Didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. This is, that's an interesting story. It is very. So the plot thing. But yeah, so, and it got, and it changed. So. I didn't even ask where she was. <laughs> this is just the, the very joys of social media contact. Sounds like, mm -hmm. uh, sounds like uh, how, uh, how those, uh, what are the, I'm, I've been, i am been married for too long. I never got to, what's the swipe right? What's oh that? yeah, I never did that too. Oh, I never did that. Tin well, Tinder. 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 Sounds like that's how Tinder works. I don't like. I don't dating. ask what I your don't name ask. is. I don't ask where you're from. I'm just gonna swipe. Drop, drop a right. pin. Just yo. <laughs> just just down. Down. No, Tinder. But, um, I was I was by myself for a while with the Lion Society and just just building a, a principle. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like a way of like I think this is a cool way to like help people like reach a higher. You know, just be about yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. Understand that we're all one, and it's not just us, but it does start with you. Mm. And in doing that, I've surrounded myself with a lot of, like, dope people. And one person who changed my mind about it being bigger than what that is was J-Wop. He hit me up after a performance we did. He was like, bro, like, I'm trying to, like, I want to be a part of this. Mm. And I had never thought, like, at all, because I did everything by myself for so long. I was like people can be like a part of this <laughs> like for real like i literally i was like he's like well what do i gotta what do and i was mean? just like Are there membership dues i'm like <laughs> nothing bro like damn, yeah, i'm cool with that i'm very cool with that and then that I like be a part of it bro go ahead <laughs> for real no but uh no, can i can i do it yeah you gotta ask real quick you're like please you should no, nah, I mean, but but you know what? I mean, here's here's a little insight into to grumpy Tomas is that I'm a little authoritarian sometimes. I was like, you it's your brand. You gotta you do have to be selective with who you let in because mm -hmm. you know, you want to make sure that it those folks fits. that they're representing what it is and you know, because if you are trying to do some positive things and you know which which you are you don't want somebody to to mess that up mm -hmm. so you know it should be some type of application process i'll help <laughs> you out man uh, no hey for real, give me I some info because that's, that's tight but um i, I figured out a, a little team so you can actually help me with that because yeah. i can actually figure out a more way to i like, just want a shirt make that i just want to get a shirt man you already got almost there you almost i know this is it's crazy because this this is our the logo for uh project lit which is the uh um, what I do at the Mesa Arts Center and uh, shout out to my manager, Mandy uh, Tripoli. She drew this like she was like she was like we were talking about Project Lit, you know what I mean? And and she came back and she was just like, this is what I think the logo should look like. And they literally took her drawing and just like put it on a shirt, put it on a shirt. And uh, but when I saw yours, I was like, oh, that is very similar. You know, and, yeah. and I've seen a couple of people, but it's just the light bulb. That the makes, light bulb is makes it you know, similar. Yeah. 
That's what's up. So enlightened society, mm-hmm. what do you do? Like what do, so it, it obviously you, you, you share your music. Um, do you, what, what happened? I just breathed real oh. hard into the oh. mic. Sorry about that. <laughs> I wish somebody could see, like, it literally looked like, like somebody <laughs> farted and like they were just, everyone's looking around like, who did that? It's just, uh, you breathing hard? I just breathing You're hard. doing all right? <laughs> I was like really <laughs> into the hard. conversation. You need to take a break? <laughs> just like, yeah. ooh. <laughs> <sighs> these breaths, these heavy <laughs> breaths do not uh, reflect the views of the Mesa Art Center. Um, do you all do anything in the community outside of music and artistic expression? Yes, we Talk do. about it. And um, that's something we're starting to do more, which is tight. And I'm glad you got to ask that because one thing that I do pride in Light Society on being a part of being is that we're just not like musicians. Like we're just not artists that just make music and throw lit shows. Like we're actually more for the community. And that's the whole thing of it being in line society. Like I'm trying to actually be a part of community. And so we, the one thing that we do do that it do do. Do do. <laughs> the one thing that we, that. everyone do do. Everybody do do's is. I do do uh, twice today. Okay. Twice. TMI. <laughs> is um, we have this event called Soul Sunday, which is just like, uh, it's just a free, just kind of gathering that we just invite a lot of people too and we just kind of have fun we're like you can bring your your family and bring kids but we do goofy stuff like play duck duck goose and mm. double dutch and how fun you know, and we just tag and stretch and we have like acoustic instruments so we kind of like say stretch out. we stretch yeah we stretch. like stretch your muscles yeah like yoga bro like what's up i've heard of yoga <laughs> and i've heard of stretching i just didn't know anybody just randomly stretched yeah <laughs> I, I do it all the time but uh, it's important <laughs> You have to, you gotta stay moving. But no, that's what we, that's one of the things we do. And I'm trying to uh, figure out more ways that we can do things that's not as cliche. Cause you say it's Soulful Sunday? So it's Soul Sunday. I say Soul Sunday. Soul Sunday, yes. And we do them once a month. Um, other than that, I'm a part of like Passion Thursdays, which is a free open mic at Mikayo's. These are some great names. Yeah. Soul Sunday, yeah. Passion Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Passion Tipsy Thursday. Tuesday. I know, I'm thinking of the other one. <laughs> There's Let's Tipsy go. Tuesday. Oh, uh, no, Titty and Taco it. Tuesday. Right? Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you just say titty? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we said doo-doo and fuck, so I figured. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know there was a Titty Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> taking Tuesday to the next Taking level. Tuesday. To, man, you know what? Tuesday's a rough day. It is. It's the day after Monday. It's the day like, after Monday. How do you Monday, follow Monday? How you, do you, you follow Monday? Monday's <laughs> like sucks. And then Tuesday, you're like, oh, we're not really any closer to Friday. <laughs> right? <laughs> what do I need to get yeah. through today? Uh, tacos and tipsies. Tatas. I'm not going to say it again. Tatas. <laughs> tacos and tatas. That's a more elegant way to say that. PK. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like how you're lecturing him when you're the one Come that said on, it. PK. <laughs> I didn't say it. I you repeated it. it. No, I didn't. I said Tipsy Tuesday. He said I didn't know about Tipsy. <laughs> what is happening? Oh man. Um so hold on. I had a thought really quick and I don't want to You're not allowed it. any more thoughts. Not any more thoughts. I don't know. I kind of think he should just keep going. Just keep on going. Bro. Well, you know, our yeah, listeners in Europe, all 1,500 of them. 15,000. 50,000. <laughs> all of them. They want this. They don't get this in Europe. They need to know. Oh. I want to go overseas. Yeah, that would, I don't know. I felt like I would make it. 
for some reason people i keep getting signs lately like people are like bro if you take what you're doing overseas they'll like love it Holler, maybe do that. i know i mean there's a lot of places to get out there's a lot of seas to go over right? so which one do you want to go i'm taking my technically time. hawaii is overseas well i went to hawaii <laughs> and it was great i loved every moment of it so really? oh yeah let's I'm, get back I'm gonna, like, backtrack <laughs> oh i thought i i remember my thought okay, though <laughs> it was a good one no it was a good one so one thing you said with enlightened society is that you know uh, a oneness right that what you want to do you're focusing on mind body and soul right um that there's this emphasis on the individual right and connecting that you know bringing this oneness right and i like that right because i think there's a lot of um there's a lot of division in the world um has been historically forever um i come from a multicultural background um you know it's i i think that the beauty is bringing all these, you know, beautiful cultures and, and experiences together. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about like your, you know, why is that oneness important to you? Well, it's, <clears throat> well to me is because that's what everything that hip hop stands for. And that's what everything that art stands for, you know, and I just want to at least do, I literally want to have a, a, a staple or my effect on like, what am I doing to try and make this world a better place not saying it is necessarily super bad but it can always be enhanced and i just Mm want to help that enhancement and i feel like the next thing in humanity is to accept that oneness Mm -hmm. you know and that's why it's important you know that's why community that's why i try to stress if you ask them every time we talk about anything with our group i'm like yeah 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 community and i already know they're like tired of that but (laughs) it's because like it's that oneness that i feel just as a humanitarian is going to get us further because everything done for everybody has always been what's leading us forward. You know, it ain't never been something that was just done for your people or your people or my people or just him, her, she. It was literally what we did together to advance. And that is why I think it's so important, you know, because music is, to me, the only language that's universal. It's the only language that's universal. Sound, like, literally something that sounds good sounds good. You don't have to, yeah. You don't, you don't even have to, have to speak Spanish to, to, no. to vibe out to salsa, totally. yeah. you know? You know, and, that, and that's it. And even if it's not your steeds, you know, you're always going to find something that's not of your culture that sounds amazing and you don't mm-hmm. even know what it is, you know? And totally. That's, that's why. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's nice. That's how Jesus was born. <laughs> bring the it, callbacks. Bring it, I love bring it the all the way back, man. Yeah, I live bring for it, those. You, you wanted to know. And all you had to do was wait. Yeah. <laughs> patience. All you had to do was talk Just to Tomas. Just be patient. Right? Talk, talk to Tomas. Have the answers for you. Uh, what's up, Jen? What, you, what were you going to ask? Thank you, for, thank you ask, for letting me ask that yeah, question. Yeah, no, I'm glad that yeah. was a little deeper than where I was going to go. So I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I Well, so I think about sometimes like who might listen to this beyond the 50,000 people in, in Europe. In the European Union. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think about like people in the wordplay cafe community mm-hmm. and the people who are looking to like further their um, art form and like, you know, develop as artists. And so I'm thinking about that, like first year of your experience after you decided to commit oh, that to that hard. life. Right. And like, what were you doing during that time to like, you know, commit like you had decided I tell, I, t- I try to tell this story as much as I can because I think it's, it'll help a lot of people. And I think that what I did 
was literally I went by myself and I'm, I'm not telling people to go by themselves, but I went by myself. Like I literally had to leave my friends to go and do what I loved because if I waited for them, I would either be late or I didn't perform, you know, because it'd be over or we just wouldn't go. And I really, I wanted to do this. You know, I really wanted to go and perform. I wanted to just try this out, whatever it was, because at the time I didn't know what it was. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even say I'm an artist. I was just like, I'm just kind of doing poetry and just kind of doing music. And in that, I literally went, I would catch the light rail or Uber. At the time I was using all these Uber codes. <laughs> but um, Getting over on the Uber yeah, system. Yeah, you know, because it had came out at the time it was like still new so nobody really had uber i was like let me use your phone <laughs> you know and i'll be good all right but uh yeah no i just went by myself man and i would sign up at open mics by myself i would uh just go to i met cosmic by myself like i met all antoinette collie all of them like i remember meeting dom brute for the first time and i was by myself like i, I did that was a lot of my my journey and i started making fr new friends and new people to associate myself with just literally and going and people were like, were you at the last event? They're like, oh, you're pretty cold. And even then I wasn't that good of a performer because I remember there was a show where I didn't even, I just stopped performing. I like, I couldn't remember my piece for the life of me. And it was something I did all the time. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I can't even finish. And I would get off. But people resonated with whatever it was that I was doing and whatever it was they were feeling. So I would just say that, like, don't be scared to literally just go out by yourself and do what it is you want to do because if it's something that you feel like you're supposed to do you're going to be successful you just got to literally go and that it was hard for me for a while because i was people were knowing me right and people were like really jamming with me and for it wasn't that many people but it was still people but they weren't they were all strangers mm. you know like mm -hmm. they didn't really know me you know they didn't even know my name was preston they didn't know like I used to have short hair because at the time I was growing my hair out. Like they didn't even know nothing, you know? And and I would tell my friends like, yo, I'm rocking out at these events, bro. Like people really like me. And they're like, yeah, cool, bro, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, let's go play 2K or something. <laughs> like, you know, and, it, <laughs> and that was, that just, that was my whole first year was just literally just leaving people and just, just trying to make it work. Cause the rap group I was with, we only lasted like, I thought it was a long time. It was only like four months. Mm. It's only like four months I was with them and they just stopped, you know, because of life or whatever it was. But I felt like I had all this life that I'm going through, too. Like I had a kid at the time. They didn't have kids, you know, and they didn't go to jail and they they were just like, I don't know what they were doing, but I was investing. I bought that gold. That's what I was talking about. The mic that I bought, yeah. I bought this golden green mic for everybody. Like, let's turn up. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I got an interface. I got a mic. They match. Let's go. But um, <laughs> no, I just I just had to literally, I guess you could say just break out of a shell myself and just have confidence in yourself and just be like, you know what, accept and be accepting to new things. Cause yeah. the friends that I have now, like they're pretty dope. Like cosmic is like a great mentor, but he's a really, really great friend to me, you know, and I've, we've helped each other out with life. And that's crazy because like he's molded the, the PK, the poet, he's helped mold the PK poet now, as far as business wise. And I would have probably never had even met him if I would have waited for my friend to be like, hey, yo, let's go to, come on, come to show. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. He's like, ah, I'm not feeling like it. And I was like, you knew you wasn't trying to go the entire time. <laughs> you know, like, come on, bro. And so I'm thankful for that because I met a lot of dope people and my experience is a lot different now. Yeah. And it took a long time, long time. Were you, during that time, were you also doing like 
were you would, were you considering it like practice when you're going to open mics or were you like working on your pieces and developing your stuff and like developing your performance ability it was like all- what would you say to someone who's like all right i know i love this but i also know i have like work to do to like get to the level i want to be don't compare your first page to somebody else's 20 page mm. you know like don't do that mm-hmm. like, thank you snapping no that's real you have to literally have faith in yourself because it's very it's all like all that is this perspective like your your peace your peace <laughs> oh you're good yeah i don't know what happened yeah that was weird but Maybe your piece the that you do is like um like that could be your best piece you know mm-hmm. and you think it's trash but you just haven't like mastered performing it yet you haven't mastered giving that energy off yet it's just all just going just literally because when i was writing my first pieces and my first songs and i was just performing them i was just trying to i was happy to make them you know and you just enjoy it literally enjoy what you do and like love it and don't hate the working hard part you know what i'm saying don't hate that mm. like the struggle part love all that because people are going to resonate with that because other artists that you might be looking up to trying to get their respect they respect you because they know what it's like to go through that they know what it's like to be up at working on a song or working on a, a poem and and just being nervous to like literally shake literally be shaking when you're spitting a piece that you practice a million times calm <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and so just keep going just literally do it that's that's the only thing that i can say because that's all i did yeah. you know like all i did was just i was hungry and if you're hungry you know because i was like I need to get on the stage. Yeah, I've already wrote these songs. I've already made them. I already wrote these poems. I already made them. Now I just want people to hear me. How many people do I want? I don't care if it's y'all in the room. I'm going to perform. I don't care if it's me and you. I will perform. You want to perform it? So let's go. Because I loved it that much. You know, yeah. I still do. You know? And yeah. so that's what I would say. Like, I just know it's a different type of love in the beginning when it's new. You know? And then the love molds into something completely different. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, it's it's I think what you're saying is amazing. Um, I 125 percent agree with you. Um, I think going places by yourself is probably one of the most intimidating things to do. Um, but it's also one of the most empowering things to do. Um, you said literally just do it like sometimes, you know, you just got to make a choice that I want to mm-hmm. do it. But I think what you said the most that um, I never really thought about is love what you're doing like love it you know because when you're sharing on a mic um especially when you're new you everyone's different but like most people are really self-conscious about you know are, are do they like my stuff like are people making fun you know what i mean like all those negative thoughts and so you let that negativity uh replace the actual love for doing it mm-hmm. and if you love it you know what I mean? Like, then, you, then you're going to grow, you know? Like, I think, I don't know who said it, but, like, people who love what they do for a living will always make more money than people who don't, you know? So, that's interesting. PK, man. Uh, Can't this, wait for that to work out, by the way. What? Love people what you're doing? People who love what they're doing make more money. You make man, more. I'm you will. I mean, it will. It, it will. I mean, you do have to have business savvy. You know, one, I think one, you know, that's a good, let's make a mental note for uh, an upcoming podcast, maybe a TJ's Corner mm. about, um, or maybe we invite somebody in to talk about the business practices of being an artist. Cause that's, that's, it's real. You got, you know, you, it's a real thing, right? Um, but yeah. Um, so PK, uh, this has been great. 
I, we've talked for a little over an hour. Crazy. Uh, it's crazy, right? Um, I think that, like I said in the beginning, you are somebody that I am really, really grateful to know. And uh, I trust that the culture is in, in good hands. You know what I mean? Listening to you, uh, you know, kind of expand upon enlightened society and, you know, your story and just like your outlook on things. I think it's in good hands, man. And, and whatever uh, we can do um, to help that grow, you know, let us know how. So we got a couple of closing questions. Um, these are the hardest questions that you'll be asked today. So uh, I hope you're ready. Are you mm -hmm. ready? Yeah. Have you ever pooped your pants? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. He's only 24. You're only 24. Oh, wait, wait. That's a thing? Like, wait, hold on. Pause. I heard you 25. Car insurance, you know, gets less. you telling me, oh, you got a couple years to you do that. We, so Jen and I, we do this. We do Wordplay Cafe podcast to extend the conversation but also as a way to kind of market our series, which will be starting in September, and you will be our first feature. Oh, fire, In yeah. September, you're the kickoff, yeah, okay. for our feature. But one of the themes that we we have is I almost bleeped my pants. It's in uh, November, and nobody seems to want to take that theme. <laughs> and I think, I think people are just lying, it's like, I said in a Facebook post yesterday, I was like, man, the problem I'm having is like, which story do I tell? <laughs> I got so almost. Many. Like I almost. Almost. Yeah, I got a couple almost uh, stories. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a couple almost stories. The thing about the almost is like, at some, uh, it, for me, this is just my, my perspective on the almost is like, I just, one day, I just want, I don't want to fight it anymore. I just want to <laughs> let it happen. So no. I can get over the fear of doing it. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a great experience. You're going to regret that. Definitely going to go home and, and do some some <laughs> washing sure. and cleaning and some throwing away. <laughs> How are you feeling morally, though? Like, did you just allow yourself? <laughs> I mean, you wait till the end of this to say these things. <laughs> This is so that the people... On that note, what's your favorite ice yeah, cream? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Talking about poop. <laughs> Anyways, the real question is, what is your favorite ice cream? <laughs> For real? Yeah. <laughs> that was the real That's, That's the real, real question. question. <laughs> <laughs> the buildup was real. That was a nice buildup, bro. You guys are great. Um, For some people, ice cream makes them loose. Whoa, in the stop. <laughs> Just stop. Yeah. Please, PK, what is your favorite ice cream? No All pressure. Right. Um, no pressure. Honestly, like ice cream, I would say like I like like a chocolate, strawberry type ice cream. I mean, classic vanilla is cool. I don't really have a favorite. Okay. I don't really eat. I would say like maybe like a Oreo. You know what I'm saying? Is like ice cream a, not really your thing? It's not. That's what I'm, I'm no. getting from. You. <laughs> okay. like, I, don't like, I don't know. So you like, don't like anything? ice cream? <laughs> yeah, any, any type of ice cream, whatever my son like. I like fudge bars if I go to the ice cream. The, oh, the fudge bars! Ice yeah. cream truck. Yeah, yeah. the truck. I get a, yeah, I get a fudge bar. Speaking yeah, of, I'm like, you're bringing yeah. it back to the theme, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I almost bleed my pants. I almost <laughs> bleed my pants after a fudge bar. <laughs> the ice cream truck. <laughs> Yo, ice cream man, come here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> got any uh, napkins back there? What is your? <laughs> can I get a? Let me get two fudge bars and uh, some uh, diaper wipes. <laughs> What do you mean you don't got diaper wipes? <laughs> Ice cream, man. Yeah, Come on. Man. Uh, what is your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. 
okay. That's a good movie. That's, that's a good one. That's a Scott. Good one. What is it? Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Scott Pilgrim versus the, the world. world. Yep, that's kind of like my life. Really? Except for the crazy X like thing. Yeah, it's, it's dope. Michael Sarah's yeah. in it. It's awesome. I just love the way like they they filmed it. Yeah, they have like animation. Mm-hmm. In it, right? It's amazing, and, the, and just how I seen Super it was artistic. dope. I like a lot of movies though, but that's just the first one that pops up. I'm like, boom. I like okay. that movie. All right. And what would you say? What are you listening to right now? What are you listening to? What are you reading? What's inspiring you? All right, I'm listening. I listen to a lot of Childish Gambino lately. Mm. That's I just love his music. I love the feel. Other than Childish Gambino, I listen to a lot of like uh, French Kiwi Juice, FKJ. You should check him out. He's European over there, like sponsored by Red Bull. It's great. He's probably following us. Really? Shout out, tight. <laughs> Shout out. FKJ. Yeah, FKJ. Yeah. No, for real, that's, that's really tight. He's he's cold. Um, I listen to, just to a lot. Of, oh, and I watch a lot of NPR music, like Tiny Desk. Oh, yeah, I love those. Yeah, that's it. Colors, that's my thing. Like, I like I like all that. Cool. You know, um, and then I would say the book that I am reading currently is I'm reading a couple books. It's very slow. You know, I'm reading a book called um, it's a it's called like Water. It's just about like the importance of water. I can't tell you who's written by. I'm bad with authors, but I could show you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that book, I'm reading this book called oh, I can't think of it, but it's by the three the three. Ah, I can't tell you. It's really trippy, though. The book is just about, it's an alchemy book. Just hmm. about, like, the, it's a, it's, it touches a little bit of alchemy, but it's just about, like, life in itself and, like, just different ways to, like, compose yourself. And not only yourself, but just perceive the world in a sense of, like, non-polarity, you know? And, and it's very, like, a high, it, it's just very, you have to have an open mind to even, like, grasp, like, a couple paragraphs because they just talk about everything being all or not, mm-hmm. you know? And they talk about different concepts about, like, just, just, principles the simple principle in itself it's trippy and what's it you don't remember what's called i gotta i gotta pull it out of my phone You're just teasing us yeah i that. am i'm sorry and i should I, <laughs> it's because like i really i've been reading this water book and i just that water book is i usually have a gallon but it's just making me drink so much water <laughs> it's making me drink so much water but it's important life. it yeah. really is very important um other than that my favorite i would say this my favorite book though series to read is is low-key a kid's book called the alchemist like it's like Nicholas Flamel and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's tight. The writer really knew what he was doing. It's the, incredible. The Alchemist is a because the, there's a the there's a book called The like Alchemist. Alchemist. Is, yeah, is but my no, favorite book in the entire. Yeah, I know that's not solar that system. It's a series. The solar okay. system, and it's yeah. about it's like a kid's it's book. Big. I'll show you. It, it is that's big. called The Alchemist as well. Okay, and it's like Nicholas Flamel, and it's just a story. It's very fictional. But it's dope. The writer nice. like did a lot of research on like ancient civilizations and like different yeah. people that were like Joan of Arc and where they mashed everything together. It was tight. William Shakespeare is dope. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Appreciate yes, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking forward to your feature, uh, September fourteenth. Yeah. And you said that one is oh. um, my best what? <laughs> my best worst decision or something. Best mistake I almost had. Best mistakes ever. Best mistake ever. Best mistake ever. So what we did is with PK because I want September 13th. September 13th. Mm -hmm. So I stand corrected. Uh, It'll be at the Nile Theater. PK will be the feature. Uh, You will probably hear this podcast the week of the show. So just for that. 
Um, and what we did is, because I want you to bring your flavor. Like that's one thing as a feature. We want you to come and, and you know, get down how you get down. But then I also was like, but I'm challenging you mm-hmm. to write at least one piece that has to do with the theme, the best mistake ever. So uh, I look forward to it, man. And it's been great. Appreciate you. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, P-K-T-H-A-P-O-E-T everywhere. That's P-K-T-H-A-P-O-E-T. P-K the poet. Um, poet stands for pieces of everlasting thoughts. Oh, That's what I'm about. That's me. Um, and that's everywhere. Google me. You can Spotify, Apple Music, Ten Title Music. Tinder. Uh, not Tinder. <laughs> like, I'm not on Bumble. any dating websites. <laughs> Instagram. Instagram, PK the Poet. Um, and if you want to follow the brand Enlightened Society, it is enlightened.society underscore everywhere. That's Facebook and that's Instagram. You can Google it. You'll see an afro with a light bulb in the middle. Cool. By a dope artist who we do not know. No, but you will know her know where she soon. is at. You know, you don't know her. I keep everything secret. Yeah, we can tell these books. You, alleged, no, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. Reading. Watch me read. You're remember, as alleged soon as I get reader. Off. Alleged reader. I am. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I have so much in my mind. Right on. Right on. Well, thank you. Appreciate you. Have a great afternoon, Jen. It is always real. I appreciate you as thank well. You. Love your community. And until the next time, uh, go out there and hug your mother or somebody's mother. Hug. Somebody. Don't hug somebody's. Mother. Ask for permission, <laughs> yeah. of course. Just be a good person and drink water. Drink a lot of water. Consent is important (laughs) when you're hugging mothers. (laughs) For real. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank you for joining us at Wordplay Cafe, the podcast. You can find us on the World Wide Web at Creative Catalyst AZ on both Instagram and on Facebook. And you can see what's happening next on MesaArtsCenter.com forward slash Wordplay Cafe. You can follow me, Tomas J. Sten, at Bird City Poet on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at SleeplessInAZ. And lastly, thank you to the Mesa Art Center and Cider Core. Peace.